This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. I like that laugh. Damn it. Doctor Strange. Damn it. I'm thinking about killing myself. Ugly shots. Damn it. Yeah, people are going to die. Yeah, baby. That tells me nothing about what the podcast is about. Like myself included, I struggle with anxiety. Amazing. Sean. That was Sean. Sean Mendez, when a woman that was interviewing him said, I struggle with anxiety, he says, Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and in its own way, it kind of is. <laughs> I think so. Amazing. <laughs> when someone's Thank like, you. I have ideation thoughts, I'm like, Awesome. <laughs> amazing. Yes, amazing. Good for you. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have Good Christian Fun. Thank you, Sean. Do you think Sean's a Christian? I haven't looked into this. He's in a cult. Is, is oh, he in a cult? in a cult? That's what everybody is, is suspecting. But it's like one of those wellness cults. Okay. I could run one of those. There's something about him that does scream like intense religious control. Yeah. Yeah. He has a face that says manipulate me. Kind. <laughs> which kind. is he needs awful to say about anybody, I guess. Like, no, I it does seem like he needs it. Do you know what I mean? Like he needs the guidance. Yeah. He's, he's almost ready to fly yeah. free. <laughs> He, I feel like if I didn't know better, there feels like Mormonism. Yeah. There's a smell of Mormon. There's on a layer him. of like repression, something yeah, but or like blankness. Beautiful. Yeah. And like clean. Mormons are like that. <laughs> they like the Utah Mormons. Gorgeous. Very, very hot. Yeah, okay. strange. What were you going to say? Well, just beautiful. Strange, like yeah. doe eyed, but in a strange way, in a very yeah. un- uncanny valley way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a caricature. Yes. Of like a drawing of a woman. A good-looking American. Yeah. <laughs> okay, at least in an in a interview like in 2021, Sean said that listening to Christian worship music brought him to tears and felt like home. Whoa. He was listening to a gospel what? band called Maverick City Choir, which is okay. like a, a true gospel sort of outfit. Uh, Kirk Franklin's collaborate with them a bunch. and says, it should be noted, Mendes never said he identifies as Christian. In fact, he told the podcast host he's also listening to Hindu mantras and experiences a similar feeling. Mm. So he's all over the place. He's all over the place. Well, also, recently he was, like, posting his new musical, like, exploration, right? And it was, like, very, 
That's like, a funny way to describe um, the song. What's the, he was what like, is he exploring? It's hard to describe. Maybe you just need to listen to it. Maybe Kevin can pull it up for us. Yeah. But I, he was like, I can pull it up for I us. I think he's I think he's going through like a transformation right now. And he was like, let me share with you guys what's going on. And this, so he posted this. This is it. Which yeah. I believe he's playing the instrument as a harmonium, which is one of those like pump yeah. pianos where you play the keys yeah. and then do this to the back of it. And then he's just gonna like over it. Let's yeah. see if I can skip forward to like one of those. Ch- chanting. Uh-huh. An ohm-like quality. This feels like a Mosaic Hill song. It does. Joint. It, it truly does. God, we pray for this city. Oh, my God. <laughs> we ask you, Lord, come down on this place. From the Lyles to the crocodiles. <laughs> okay. We ask for your Lyle, peace. Lyle, Lyle, crocodile was a fun joint. <laughs> Let's not hey, shit on. We saw it opening we weekend together. <laughs> We're on your side. We agree. We love that the crocodile and the mom are in love. It's, it's good. Hot. It's, it's the sexual really tension. But I do see what he means because I, we talked about this a little off pod. I am not a religious person, but I do listen to a lot of religious music. Oh, yeah. 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 Because Which you failed to mention before. Previously, because it is so, up something about myself. I keep fairly hidden. And I understand that. But then when I text you, say like, Hey, do you want to go? Well, I guess that you thought, I don't know why I didn't bring it up. But then on my way here, I was like, oh, I like Christian music. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about it. Well, we should talk about it. We're talking about Keith Green today. But before we do any of that, we need to introduce our very, very, very special guest, friends and folks. She is a comedian. She is a writer. And by some accounts, she's a very good friend. Give her the hell up for Ellery Smith. One Welcome. of those accounts would be my account. I was going to say, by some accounts and then by other accounts. By Not other? Not so much No. It's, it's <laughs> it's, we're good friends because well. you're flexible about how much you need to see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be like, six months without, no problem. Yeah, that has to be, that's very much me. Someone, quality. who did, I'm stealing this from someone else I know, but they said like, oh yeah, sometimes with friendship, I'm a cactus. I don't need that much water. That's me. You said that? No, no, I didn't say that, but I agree with that. Okay. I'm, I, I, I'm identifying with the for sentence. It now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, might as well. Claim it. <laughs> Who said that? Who am I thinking of? Anyway, but I thought that was a lovely... Some people need, like, every day on the phone. Ba ba ba. That's too much for me. I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of going on. I also think I, I need a lot of alone time. Yeah, which is good. Hey, Dex, yeah. you need some alone time right now? What is that about? Um, potential bird or squirrel. Yeah. Just the idea of it. it. Just the idea of it. That's so sweet. (laughs) Hey, Ellery, thanks for coming on the show. Oh my God, thank you for having me. After all these years. After all these years. I know. You feel like an old friend to the podcast. Caroline said as you were coming over, we've had her on before, right? I was like, no. (laughs) I mean, basically. In spirit. In spirit, I've been here before. So wonderful. So I want to know how you grew up with religion at all. I was totally secular. I've only been to a church probably twice and I think they were both for funerals okay but my mom grew up Irish Catholic and I think had a very bad experience in the church and so we grew up not just never learning about any of it uh-huh. but I think that's why I can have a, a relationship with Christian music where I'm like this is good this slaps because wow. there's nothing associated there's nothing you. associated yeah. with objectivity it. yeah 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 so I, <laughs> I get to be very much like because some of it is so like I really do you're like a little Sean Mendez yourself you're like uh, you know what I moved to tears by <laughs> Not moved to tears, but some of it's like, like, do you know Stand on the World, the word? Stand on the Word. Yeah, yeah it, it was it featured in the Righteous Gemstones. It was like their outro music. Stand on the, this must be a gospel It's like a 1989. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, this it is, goes, this is it. 
It's so fun. This is by the Jobert Singers. Yes. Ellery's raising her hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, this rocks. See, we could do more stuff like this. We, we just, could. We just, hey. But then I also like, I like folksy, like, folksy yeah. Christian music. This mm-hmm. is like, this is bumping. This is get up and dance music. Yeah. But I also like, um, well, this, yeah, this is in the club. Yeah, this is, no, We're this in the is club the club. Right now. <laughs> this song and is the club. And it goes, he's like, that's how the good Lord works. Here, I'll skip forward. Yeah. Yeah, we really could do this more if we wanted to. Please, Kevin, we just please. haven't. Hey, you're allowed Today's to. Is good. You can say, do you want to do this? You're allowed to. Do... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd say in general, yeah, I'd like to talk about good music. I oh, you guys only talk about bad requests. <laughs> okay, but here's the thing. It's a mix. Today's is good it's music. A mix. It's Today's a mix. is good. But it was so, it was, it was good in spirit, loved some of the lyrics, but it was so derivative of Elton John. I don't yes. know what you mean. <laughs> so Keith I was Green? Like, I mean, exactly. It was like a copy, which is not my favorite. I like, I also really like the song, Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Oh, sure. Will yeah. the Circle? Mm-hmm. That one. No, keep going. No, I'm such a bad singer. But Johnny Cash's band, um, The Nitty Gritties, does a, does a really good. His band was called The Nitty Gritties? Or maybe he does, it's Johnny Cash and The Nitty Gritties. Maybe it's not his band. I'm not familiar with this band. But anyway, wow. that's a version of the song that's really good. So fun. Will the Circle, Will the Circle. Yeah, exactly. Little, and that's like a little bit more like country folk. Oh, sure. Yeah. Here it is. The nitty gritty band. You were right. Thank you. I didn't doubt you. I no, just... I do just listen to it a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay. This is Will the Circle Be Unbroken. About a gang of now, I, I can't tell if you like this kind of music because this is so much of like, like quote this. unquote good yeah. Christian music as well. Yeah, I like this. It's a little plick pluck. You know? A little love, a little plick pluck. It's giving a little, a little oh, brother, there. Bow. What do y'all think is the difference between yeehaw and hee-haw? Because it does feel distinctive. There's hee-haw ye- and yeehaw? Yeah. There's like yeehaw energy and then there's hee-haw energy. Yeehaw is a farmer. Yeehaw is a cowboy. Yeah, I agree. Holy dead shit. On, dead on distinction. Wow. Yeah. And just like there that. There you go. Hay versus manure. And there's also, what's interesting is a lot of Christian music, a lot of Southern <laughs> Christian music is um, derivative of slave songs. Sure. Yeah, old spirituals. Old, spir- old spirituals, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You like good gospel music. Good gospel music. Good gospel, There's yeah. also um like Edwin Hawkins. Classic and rock like and roll. Yes. Or who's the guy that does Old Man River? Well, there's a lot of old people. Man River. That old. I think it was the old man. It's a, <laughs> it was, started it. It was it's well, like I want to say his name is like Paul something. Yes, like, Queen, it's Paul Robeson. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to host this podcast with us? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Isn't this from a musical? Um, they used it in a musical. They used it in the Alvin Ailey. Dance? Maybe not. You don't know. But uh, it might be in a musical, too. Okay. Old Man River. Yes, Caroline. It's from the musical Showboat. Oh. There it is. Music by Jerome, Jerome Curtin. I don't Oscar Hammerstein. Oh, they made this up. Or okay. yeah. so they made this Most up for that. Are made up. <laughs> <laughs> so they just so made up from, a song? Like, this is from that musical? That. Like, it was written for that musical? That's what it says. It's a show tune. Because it crazy. sounds like a true old, like, mm-hmm. I also really classic. love, um... Uh, it would be like no, nothing. It would be like someone like a hundred years from now in twenty one twenty four being like, "Have you heard this song? This is actually Define an anthem. Gravity. It's an <laughs> anthem of the Great Depression, do and it's like rewrite the stars from the Greatest Showman. <laughs> it's mean, like that's what they had to sing to get through the hard times. I totally, so I get it. I get it. I also Sam Cook has a version of this little light of mine that I listen to alone in my apartment mm. a lot. Oh yeah. yeah, no, it's kind of it's kind of sexy from my memory. Um. Of it. 
that's not the word I would use for it, but I appreciate that lens. Well, how little I guess is this maybe light? Little. Yeah, I'm not wrong. I'm gonna let it shine. It's like a guy like shimmying over this to you. Light hey, you got a little light there too, lady. <laughs> huh? I'm gonna let it shine. Oh, yeah. And when I listen to this, when I start listening to this song, because there, there's the book and he starts and he ends with amen. Mm-hmm. And so I felt very weird singing along to that part. Why? Because I'm not, like it was appropriation. Yeah, a little bit because I'm not religious and I've never, never lived in church. But then I now I I've been listening to that song for years and now I go in on those. Yeah, I'm like, sure, amen, amen. amen. And yeah, you're, are you like are you like channeling a little a- bit? You're like, what if I did like believe in God um, right I now? I would. Moment. I think in my the older I get, the more susceptible I am to something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More Sean. <laughs> That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> I think we all get a little more sensitive as we get older. Too, I think right? maybe that's yeah. it. And I'm, I'm, I guess maybe, yeah, I'm a little more wistful. Yeah. Less like, cynical than less your young, cynical. hard years. Yeah. And then I'm, yeah. and I'm like, oh, you know, it would be net. like in this, um, the album that we listened to for the podcast, so much of it, he was talking about how nice it is to know that he'll always be loved. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is nice. It is nice. Like you, you always have a home with God. That's right. But where's your home? Because like I... Hollywood, California. Well, I don't know if you're one of these LA people that believe in something, that believe in an energy, that say um, spiritual, not religious. I, I don't no, know what your No, I would consider myself... My spiritual is very actual. I, I like to think that God is is like in the real world doing things for people. God is being like, is in community, being nice to each other. And mm. so like when I do soup kitchen, when I like do volunteer stuff when I go to comedy shows when I make time like every six months to get breakfast with my friend Kevin Mm -hmm. that's that's like me engaging in spirituality yeah like human to human action yeah and care exactly is a divine thing yeah and I think that's like the divine thing Mm -hmm. for me at least and I think a lot of people who would call themselves evangelical Christian could agree with that too as far as like oh these are like the works these are like the manifestations yeah i also everybody i know who's gotten into or started going to church or gotten into god later i'm mm-hmm. like oh you just like having a community yeah yeah yeah. No, like, it's if you totally lived in a walkable tribal. neighborhood i don't know that you'd be going to church <laughs> that is a, that if there would, was a plaza in the area no, i lived like in a, if you could walk i wouldn't to- need church <laughs> Well, it's the third location, right? To use more it's sociological. A, it's a third location, exactly. So for that, third and location. and it is where you meet your friends yeah. or your husband or your podcast co-host. Well, because 10 years yeah. now there are no third locations because it, everything is is work or shopping oriented. Mm-hmm. Or the this, library. No public spaces, but libraries. talking there. Well, that and they're also being defunded. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm mine. That would be such an interesting study is is the sort of like churches per capita or the attendance rates versus the walkability of a yes. town. That's funny. Because you think about the places it's popping off and it's Dallas. Yeah. Like suburban, suburban sprawl. mega churches. Mm-hmm. But if you think about where the church was first really popular, it was the center of town. Everybody could you could always see it. Everybody could walk there like medieval and after mm-hmm. churches. Mm hmm. And in me- medieval times when they'd sing Old Man River at the church. Ooh, I still think that's from. <laughs> uh, is that appropriation? A musical, I guess it's appropriation. A musical. It is of a certain kind. I do love when that line in that song where he's like, he must know something but won't say nothing. Uh, 
if that ain't me. That ain't God. If that was me watching Showboat in the 1920s, I'd be in the front row being like, literally me. Literally you. Pointing at the (laughs) stage. People are like, what is that? That guy's having a psychotic break. (laughs) Tag yourself. I'd say it's giving me, tag yourself. They'd be like, this man's having a breakdown. Tag yourself. 1920s asylum. Yeah. <laughs> on your way. The sanatorium but I now. do think that line is very God because it's like he must know something. But, but so it's like that idea that how can a God exist if there's so much wrong in the world? So it's like he must know something, but he doesn't say anything. Yeah. I've like when I listen to that song, that's what he I hear. He knows it's wrong, but he's not doing anything about or, yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like he's he's keeping the world secrets, you know? Oh. Uh, he's sort of a mischievous little bugger, isn't that's he? That's a really funny. <laughs> Wow. Keeping the world secret. I said uh, bugger. I almost said booger. Booger. A bit. Yeah. Which do you think is more affectionate? Like, oh, you little booger. I think there are evangelicals who would be mad at both. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Any disrespect. <laughs> we do not say booger in this house. <laughs> you, in this house. We had, a, we had a list. My mom wrote down a list of words that we were not allowed to say. List them. Um, well, some are of them. Are you allowed to say them now? Some of them, it's good that we weren't allowed to say. Oh. And she wrote them some down. Some of them, progressives would agree, that's a slur. Oh, <laughs> it's good. No. Okay. Yay. She so, like wrote it out so you guys knew how to spell it. Yeah, you exactly. Had, you had it on a sign <laughs> in your house. Like, if you have to spray paint this somewhere, at least spell it right. Practice your penmanship. <laughs> and if you write this word out, just say, don't say before as a prefix. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that was our sort of language education growing up. Wait, so like your theology of life or your like your worldview, your perspective, would you define as like agnostic, atheist, open to whatever, doesn't matter? Maybe agnostic or open to whatever, but I think it's firmly grounded in the real world, like the physical world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, sure, maybe I'd like... The metaphysical world, maybe something exists, but that just doesn't seem like my business. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's so... It's one of my favorite <laughs> phrases of yours. It's Sean's None business. of my business. It's none of my business. It's, no, it's it is Sean's business. It is Sean's business. <laughs> but he's like the kind of Amazing. guy that like goes digging. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants to go looking for <laughs> he it. He goes looking for answers. I Answers come to me. You know, I Whoa. don't... I, I try not to look too hard for anything never like had that. a question you couldn't answer. I've never had a question to begin with, you know? Are you are you as a person on the exact opposite end of the spectrum of Sean Mendes? Are you <laughs> His like his tethered in a way, his bizarro. I think actually we have a lot. Like to me, I'm like we look alike. <laughs> uh, I see that. I don't know if I quite see that. When I look in the mirror, I see like a six foot two man. I'm I'm lo- like, I'm looking hot. at him right now. Wait, can you just sing real quick like he's singing in the? Yeah, that would help. <laughs> I'm not quite seeing it. Um, yeah, we're Maybe trying. Similar, yeah, we're trying. Maybe so our vibe, the vibe is yeah, there. So. Our, our vibes are there. <laughs> like, could be in the same family for sure. Hmm. Yeah, no one would yeah kick you out of the family gathering. Um. Okay. Well, great. I want to talk about this album now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into it. Uh. But before we do that, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. 
Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Okay, so we <laughs> talked about some Christian music that you were into. Just like a song here and there. This song, Old Man River. This song from Righteous Gemstones. Was there anything out like the This Little Light of Mine by Sam Cooke? And Caroline, once you know, Bruce Springsteen has a great version. Oh, of This Little Light of mine. of mine? Does he really? Oh, yeah. I'm not much of a Bruce fan, but can I hear that version real quick? Well... I guess if our guest is asking, it would be rude. <laughs> I just wanted I just want to taste. Oh yeah. Because I love the Sam Cook version really is so mm. so important. Well, this to was me. like top 40 when Bruce was in his 20s. Right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, really? <laughs> He's actually a co-writer <laughs> yeah. on the original. Oh, he wrote it. So he gets he, royalties yeah. for it. <laughs> he broke Charles, bring us home. So this is more like Too upbeat. No. Doesn't this rock, guys? <laughs> Does that speak to you? No, it doesn't, no, it doesn't speak, speak to me, me either. What what feels like the cognitive dissonance? It just is um I don't know. There's like a it it's not connecting. It's mm. almost too circusy. It's like it's too circusy. It is like, too circusy. Here come the elephants. Yes, it's very. Here come the elephants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like technically, I know this is like New Orleans, but mm-hmm. it's a white no, man doing exactly, it. Exactly, but it's and also it's, hurting. It's, it's not New Orleans enough. Like he's mm-hmm. not committing to it. It's it is giving Ringling Brothers. It's like outside of New Orleans, there's a circus that no one wants to go to, <laughs> yeah, and y'all are at the circus. Or, or it's like somebody. Or it's like somebody listened to a, a bunch of New Orleans funeral music and then was like, how can I monetize Can this? I do the impression of this? Yeah. Can and I, I think like, if I were seeing this live, I would probably be clapping along. Sure. I'd probably be into it. But there's, that's, I think. That's him singing. <laughs> he, he has a higher register. <laughs> anyway. Fun for fans of Bruce. Fun for fans of Bruce. Yeah. I do think a lot of this music is it connects way more when you're in person and yeah. you're like oh, feeling sure. it. Yeah, this would be a great energy. There's a uh, so is that there... positive enough? 
I'm not asking we for positivity. It. I'm asking for honesty and transparency, <laughs> as we do so often in the church. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there is one. So, uh, you know, there's these bands that have officially released concerts that you can subscribe to this thing that's like a Spotify, but just for like, if you want to listen to every Fish show, you can download November 19th, 2013 and listen to Fish. And you can do that with Grateful Dead and other, and Bruce has that as well on the same website. And they just released this concert from 2013 where he opens with this little light of mind and he closes wow. with this little light of mind. So he's like, one more time. It was so time. nice. We had to do it twice. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> there are some artists where I'm like, yeah, I'll hear that one twice. <laughs> Especially if it's something they really love to do and it's fun. I like when Vampire Weekend played a punk four times in a row at that music. No, festival. see that does not connect with me at all. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know, like other sorts yeah. of reprise and other, encores, yeah, things exactly. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Good Was there point. any other like Christian pop culture that you experienced and? Maybe not even in your upbringing, but you're saying you came to it more in your adulthood. Or... Yeah, I mean, re- not really. It's I my connection to it is pretty much just the music. Did you have like Christian friends or like religious friends at I all? I had friends up? who went to Sunday school, and like who got confirmed, I guess. But that was so I, I didn't see any of it, so it, I didn't know that it happened. You know what I mean? It was I so, didn't see any of it. I didn't see any of it. It was so <laughs> out of my purview. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know. I I. You have questions. I have questions. I almost I went to more bat mitzvahs growing up than I had uh, experience with Christian or Catholicism, which is funny because my mom is Catholic, yeah, uh-huh. and has like you know s- still rocks the cross iconography. Oh, and she rocks it. And she rocks it. Yeah, and I you have it. seen that. <laughs> and I have seen that. You said like your mom had a bad experience. Like, how did you pick that up? Was it just like, um, a comment she'd make here and there, or she'd sit you down? And she was like, "No, Ellery, we never ever ever talked about it." Okay. As is the Irish tradition, <laughs> uh, we never talked about it. But the fact that she was raised that way, and then for us, it was like radio silence on it. Like, mm. never entered a single church. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's said enough for you. Or yeah. it was like maybe she was just so fucking bored the whole time. She was like, "I'm not gonna go back." And then my Part dad's family wasn't religious at all. Okay, so. Wow. But I'm pretty grateful for it because now I feel like I can interact with the the artwork, the content, as it were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so much artwork to interact with. I mean, and that's kind of the from a of religious perspective. Yes. Yeah. There's I mean, a lot of religious art. It used to be that religious art was the art. Exactly. And now it's like that's kind of the opposite. Of what it, yes. Unless it's like Sound of Freedom, obviously, which we're huge fans of. Sound Interesting. Of but he, on this podcast, I don't even know. <laughs> like for me, I'm like that is so. The religious aspect of it seems so secondary. Like, I think that that it, it is funny to see, and I haven't really threaded this needle yet, so stick with me, but, like, it almost seems like religion in America has has shattered into two pieces, specifically, like, evangelicalism, where it's now a political stance and the actual, like, religious tenets have fallen away or are oft ignored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, so. that's a widely accepted idea proposition yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's so many especially the 2016 fracture point being yeah. like it's undeniable it was pretty evident beforehand and now it's very undeniable where it's like they sort of like cartwheels and gymnastics you have to do of like this this christian man we're electing president is like so funny mm-hmm. yeah both equally mm-hmm. that's why when, when someone asks which testament do you like more the old testament or the new he's like both equally. <laughs> that was his answer. Yeah, I, you, I feel like there were perhaps times in American church history where it was like, oh, the principle was the guiding thing. And like we would weed people out for not being 
moral enough for this or not having this kind of background or whatever. And then eventually it kind of just became a retroactive thing. We're yeah. like, well, we kind of have the principle, but we'll just pick anybody that's strong enough to like move it forward. It doesn't really matter if they're like a good family man or sure. like don't yeah. do drugs. <laughs> it's also interesting how um, like the role of the church in the community and how it in its sort of best generation is the community support system. And and now it has turned the opposite way where it seems like mega churches take from the community. They take that, ta- ta- you know. It's a business. It's a business. It's a tax-free yeah. business. Mm-hmm. You know, Joel Olstein not letting people in sleep in his church during Hurricane Katrina, that sort of thing. You yeah. said intern form. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Summer of 2009. Yeah, because I grew up in Houston. So it was a media what internship. What did you do for him? I taught him how to spell anniversary famously. Is that true? He was signing someone's Bible that was a devotional Bible uh, by him and Victoria, his wife. And uh, the guy was like, uh, this for my, it's for our anniversary for my wife. And he, on the set, he said, how do you spell anniversary? This is a New York Times bestselling author. And I couldn't spell anniversary right now. <laughs> could You could. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's do it together. A-N-N-I-V-E-R-S-A-R-Y. And I did wow. that to Joel and he said, S-A-R-Y. I said, yeah. And that's why I remember from that. S-A-R-Y. That's a Bush impression. S-A-R-Y. Freedom. Yeah. Well, it was all the same to me. I had just like hearts in my eyes for all of them back then. Oh, that is so crazy. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. I do feel like because I wasn't raised religious, I never had to unlearn all that stuff. Sure. Which I feel like was very helpful for me. I got enough on my plate. Yeah, you got you got enough going on. I have enough yeah, stuff to work a through. Major I, time waster. Yes, I, have I actually to say. do really think that like religious trauma, unlearning religious trauma, woof, woof. Yeah, it's like could have done a lot of other stuff with that. I could have learned Spanish. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's a good survey question. Like, sewing. what could you have learned for the hours that it took to unpack all of this and distance yourself in a healthy way? <laughs> Where it's like Duolingo streak would have been uh, crazy, incredible. Or like, what could I have learned, too, if I wasn't, at, like, spending hours of my week going to church, driving to church, volunteering at church, and then going to, like, small group as well? How long? Small group, I actually think, was valuable. because That I was, was like, valuable. The best that was, part, that was, that was community just making stuff. Friends. Yeah. yeah. Um, How long yeah, were you in the in church for? Oh, well, my whole life. And then, like, uh, probably up until, I don't know, five or six years ago. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. We were just driving through Hollywood the other day, and that's where our, our old church was. We're, Which like, one? Um, it's called Reality, Reality LA. LA. It's where Kevin and I met. It's where my husband and I met. Really? It's all of our meet cute too. Yeah. Big, like, kind of cool church at the time. Yeah. And I was going there in college, which meant I was waking up at 7 a.m. on Sundays and then driving, like, half an hour carpooling with my friends to go to a two-hour church service where, like, the sermon was an hour. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> like, it was just so oh, yeah. much time. I was in college. Like, mm-hmm. I had better things to do, like sleeping. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was just there. I was like, that's crazy. I really went for it. Anyway. I was telling Caroline, I almost said off mic, but no, it was on mic. I was going through all these old, like, I've been diving through a, all of my digital history, basically, and looking at old text messages and things from, like, 10 years ago. And some of our first texts, which I have to find and send to you, from, like, December 2013 or something. They're so funny to look at. <laughs> but the amount of time that it's spent talking about, like, hey, are you volunteering on <laughs> Sunday and doing this? It's so funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it took up a lot of time. A lot of time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was not valueless because of what you're, t- like, because of the... No. But it would have been maybe if we didn't continue with each other mm-hmm. uh, because we all kind of left at the same time. 
Oh, really? It, it felt like, at least for our little pocket of people. Yeah. Did you talk about it at the time or did you, did you come Gradually. to after and you were like, yeah, we all left? Or were you like... It was gradual. It wasn't like we all held hands and jumped yeah. off the cliff together. It was more like... You yeah. petered off. It petered was, off. Yeah, it was a lot of petering. And then once yeah. you get to the other side, you're like, well, that was crazy. <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. Uh-huh. So. That is so... I almost... It's hard for me to wrap my head around. I can't really comprehend it. To me, yeah. I'm like, is that like going to the gym? You know what I mean? I'm like... It's, <laughs> yeah, it to is me, to me in my, era. I was going to say, in, in my <laughs> mind, it's so errand-based or chore-based. Uh-huh. Right. But that felt purposeful and you could be useful to other The thing I do miss about it is like for people without children to have regular interactions with kids, I think is good. Yeah, and just like I intergenerational. Agree. So obviously there's other ways to do it. There's other ways to volunteer. But being in a space where it's like, I liked volunteering with the kids and yeah. like helping out with that stuff. And there's like fewer opportunities on a regular basis. For an adult man to hang out with children. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I also think that uh, being around kids is a is a – skill that gets sharper or dull the more or less often you do it. So like I famously am a nanny. Anytime mm. I go too long without picking up a nanny gig, I have to get back into the swing of like, okay, I'm not around my friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I, I I run a volunteer day and uh, it's a lot of adults around our age. And then every so often there's a kid and they could be, the youngest we have is fifth grade. The oldest is like 15, 16. And without fail, every time I have to give all of my adults uh, because they're like comedian types. I have to be like, guys, a kid is coming in today. Like, yeah. behave yourselves. And inevitably, one is always like, box up, whoop. And I have to be like, guys. <laughs> hey. Like, I know that they probably know that word, but let's just not have them hear it from us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I need, yeah, I need to be around kids more. Which is like why I like going home so much is being around. A lot of kids. And nephews. You know, being around five kids. Your family's still religious? Uh, yes. That's why they're pumping them out? <laughs> oh, they're pumping them out. It's a factory <laughs> over there. I mean, <laughs> yes, they are. They are still religious, but no conflicts as of recently. With no, I don't think there staff. would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little live and let live right now. There's a detente with it, I think. Um, but you know who else was religious, guys? Let's get into Keith it. Keith Green. Keith. I think he was faking it to make so he could make some money off this album. Whoa, you. Okay. Really? That's across the bow really? right away. I mean, not really, but <laughs> a little bit. Because I was looking at the album and I was sort of like, you don't feel it. I didn't feel it. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> it felt like it wasn't coming from the soul. So Whoa. here's what's so funny. And we've talked about him a little bit before, but just as a refresher, he, he had a very short career because he had a very short life. He <gasps> died tragically at the age of 28 years old with his, I believe his daughter in a helicopter. Oh my God. Over their property in Texas. But um, he also looked so old on the cover art. I yeah, was like, does. this is a 45 year Well, guys no. just looked like that. 20s. Yeah, guys yeah. just looked like that. <laughs> so this is Back the, when you could smoke inside. <laughs> his debut album for him, who has ears, released in 1977. He's pointing a little finger up. What do you think that means? Is that finger up? Oh, is it like, guy. yeah. Is it like, or him who has ears. I, I thought it was just like, oh, I have something to say. Or he's like, uh, hey. he's like tapping into the conversation. <laughs> or like, he's like, do you know where this finger's been? <laughs> Wait, is he pointing at his ear now that I'm looking at it? <laughs> no, he's just pointing, so up, much he's hair. pointing up at God. I think you're right. I think he is pointing Famously, up at God. Famously, for him who has ears, is a Rorschach test of an album <laughs> yeah, cover. It it's, is. It's either he's pointing his ear, pointing What's God. He thinking? He's waving his little thingy around, he's scolding saying, the audience. Shout out to the big guy. Like, ah, ah, ah. No, no, no. You can't him. do that. I love why. <laughs> so he was uh, he was like a little teeny bopper child star, um, like wannabe 
performer and it's musician. So like religious pivot. Kind of. kind of a Justin Bieber of his time. He was signed to a record label when he was 11. Really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not good. He was that's, born, that, that is <laughs> godless. Yeah, that's dark side. He was born yeah. Jewish and his wife was Jewish no as well way. before they converted to Christianity. Yeah. And what the hell? It was the sort of like very, uh, at the time, run-of-the-mill conversion story of the 70s and the Jesus people in Southern California stuff, which yeah. is we were so fucked up on drugs and we were looking for transcendence and then... We got so fucked up. We went to the other side and it was crazy. <laughs> and then it's like, no, we don't do any of that stuff. And we'd see and blah, blah, blah. And the air of a race. But it's uh, his intensity. And oh, I find it so funny that your takeaway too about like he might have been faking it. Is he by accounts, by official accounts of like his friends, the people you worked with and his wife was so intense in a way that was is fairly typical of people who come to faith later in life rather than they were raised with it. So they were kind of like, you know, that was the the All air they in. breathed from the but almost as a late in life pivot that they kind of go extremist and like, yeah. well, we have to do something about all this and you're doing your life wrong and so are you and so are you and I got to do this and we have to really believe in this. So everyone talked about how just super intense he was about everything all the time and how he fashioned himself sort of a prophet in a way. Okay, I'm like, we need to be churning out better music if that's, (laughs) I really do, I really do think, I'm like, the prophet is not copying Elton John. He's got his own, he's got something new to say. That would work for me. That would get me in. Is what? Would just get me in the door. Copy an Elton John. An Elton John copier. I'd be like, well, Mm. I guess I do love God. (laughs) I I know, it is so funny. And and, uh, I found some some old clips of him. There's, There's one, I think he's on the... 700 Club, or no, it's called the Daisy Club in 1982. So this is—I forgot about the 700 Club. This is from this. This might be from the year he passed away, but he's introing the "I Can't Believe It" song, and you can kind of see he was like a little cutie pie too. Like I know he looks old on the album cover, but I think because of like performing from a very young age, he had a sort of uh, deeply bred natural charisma that he's very easy on stage. So like as far as far as the like evangelist idea and those things and. The things people say of like you either become a youth pastor or a comedian, you know, where it's like the, truly the, the the that sort of also, charisma you can direct one way or the other. The evangelical to comedy pipeline is so. I know five or six comedians who used to be evangelical Christians and are now comedians. Yeah. You got to put it somewhere. You got to oh. put it somewhere. Yeah. You got to put it somewhere. Wow. So here's a little clip of a young 28 year old Keith Green introing his song. I can't believe it. You always wonder what you're going to say between songs, and then you open your mouth, and the Holy Spirit starts to speak. (laughs) And the Lord has made me so excited about one specific thing, that most people sitting in this audience, and a lot of the people that are out there behind the cameras, love the same person who put the fingerprints on my hand, and put the fingerprints on theirs. That's the neat thing about fingerprints is from far away, they all look alike. You get up close, they're I've all different. I've always said that. I've always said that. the world, Christians all look exactly alike. And it's got this big sick smile from ear to ear. It makes me sick. What do they got to be so happy about? Don't they pay taxes? Nice. You know, it's got to be phony, man. They must be taking some dope somewhere. Smoking Bibles. I know what they're doing. <laughs> what are they putting this in the wafers <laughs> Well, I'll tell you. Some people come up to me sometimes, they go, Keith, what's it you got? Where can I buy some? 
No, that God. happened all <laughs> the time. No, they He's got God. It was free. <laughs> Say it's God. You're not one of those. Uh oh. You know, when you tell somebody about Jesus, they say, oh man, this guy's flipped his lid, man. He belongs in the loony bin. And the thing about Jesus is that he promised every Christian that that's where they'd be. Not in the loony bin. (laughs) But they'd be laughed at. Because nobody got laughed at more than him. And you're pretty good company when you get laughed at. That doesn't mean... I I think there's other people that did get more laughed at than Jesus. (laughs) I think like medieval jesters. I don't know, maybe. Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster, Elmo. Do we want to take a moment of silence for Elmo? Oh. What, is he okay? He all right? Well... (laughs) He's bounced back. We don't we don't <laughs> want to like joke about violence ever on the show, but he was attacked the other day on the <laughs> TV. He was. And I find I find Larry David Stick so tired. You think so? I really do. I really do. Well, he's probably tired too. He's like I'm sure he now. is tired. Yeah. yeah. I, but I'm like, stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grown let's up. But do you find Keith Green Stick tired? Or do I you find do. it so fresh? But I, I see I think two things where I'm like, I get it. I get why people are into it. And then I'm also like, sing the fucking song. I'm mm-hmm. like, get to the point. And then and this is something I noticed about his music. I'm like, it lacks it really lacks teeth. Like it's it's it to me, I think some religious music can be so radical in its thesis. Mm-hmm. And there is this is so not radical music. It's very standard. It's almost milk toast. Sure. Well, because it is any time that you're filling like a hole. Were we were we talking about filling holes on the podcast the <laughs> other right. day? Yeah. Weren't we? Yeah, we were. We're like Christianity is about filling holes. Yeah, no, but it is. Did I dream about this? Get your holes filled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's where you come to get your holes filled. I think. Yeah. That's Wait, what, what were you about to say though? Oh, it's what it's been about. Don't get lost in the holes. <laughs> I know. I, it's hard. I'm like Lewis Sackar over here. Uh, but it it is something where it's like it's a specific market of like you guys like this thing, right? You like this Elton John thing. I also felt a little, I think we talked about this before too, like a little musical theater. Like it does kind of- Very kinda, musical theater. Very it kinda, performative, very performative. It reminds some of the songs- But Elton John's music is radical because he's gay. And mm-hmm. he's like talking about being gay and he's like flamboyant and and it's it's radical because he's like having fun and he's saying something. And this is sort of like, it it gets so lost in itself. Well, I think it's it's an extreme emotion sometimes that he's expressing in terms of his like sorrow. But but you're right; it's not it's not a socially radical thing that he's propagating. But it's like extreme emotionally. I think sometimes to the point where it's like not fun to listen to. Like, what is it the um, the song to my parents? That's like, oh my god! Like, oh, yeah. chill out. There's what this like this? this track eight song to my parents. Parentheses. I only want to see you there. And it's basically this one like I'm like I get it. You get it. <laughs> well, no, you finished what you're about to say. Well, just that he's saying, I don't want you to go to hell, and I'm doing the best. And I know we disagree. It's almost one of those confessional things that sometimes you appreciate a person's vulnerability in their art, and then sometimes it's like this is actually too much. <laughs> I don't want to look at it. Yes. Yeah. It's actually hard to behold. But I do understand wanting to see your parents in another realm. Sure. You know what I mean? Like being able to, especially if you have dead parents or a parent that's passed away, to be like, oh, it, it would be so nice if I could see you again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, please if try. You don't and- go to hell first. Yeah. And that's why I say to my parents every time I hang <laughs> up on the phone, <laughs> please try and overlook my human side. I know I'm such a bad example. You know, I'm so full of pride, but Jesus isn't like that. No, he's perfect all the way. And then the perfect rhyme. I guess that's why we need him because by ourselves, there's just no way. 
So true. So he does run way with way. At least Look, I'm not gay. Looking at, <laughs> yeah, it's the anti-Elton. Okay. <laughs> Straight Elton. John. I also think that there was an opportunity there, and I thought this when I was listening to it, a missed opportunity for a slant ride, bet- mm-hmm. rhyme between pride and time. Wow. So what would that sound like? Perfect all the time. Oh, okay. Perfect all the time. The pride. Oh, I say yes. Kind of a fine line with uh, like when these Christian singers are talking about themselves as a representative of God as like a either convincing or not convincing way to like come to God. Mm -hmm. Like I was just thinking in that lyric, like in in other songs, he's like, look at my life. Don't you want to be a Christian because of how I have changed? Mm. And then in this song, he's also like, but don't use me as an example because obviously <laughs> it's not convincing. I'm very prideful or whatever. Like, you, but you know, God is a lot better than me. But like, you know, don't, don't look at me as like a way to whether or not you want to be there. And it's like, what's allowed to be uh, an example of like God's transformation in your life? And then what's allowed to be like, well, I'm still human, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna fail or whatever, but I am a Christian and like you should just love Jesus too because of not because of me. It is interesting how much of uh re- religion is FOMO, where it's like one of one of my favorite religious songs is Swing Low, Sweet Cheerio. And that line where the Sweet Cheerios? Sweet, the cereal? sweet Cheerio. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. and when they're like, if you get there before I do, tell all my friends I'm coming after you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's like no. all of your friends are hanging out without you because they're with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so. it is the it's eternal FOMO. Yeah, is is what you're talking Truly about. Truly like, eternal. Yeah, does animate so much of the Christian lifestyle. Of, yes, the sort of dangling carrot at the end of the stick of like, well, you want to spend eternity with your friend Caroline, right? Right. Because it's, it's not super convincing to be like, hey, you're gonna have to forego like probably a lot of your friendships and like probably a lot of the activities you like to do just that are normal and fun, like going to a bar. You're going to have to forego uh, a lot of your time because we will see you on Sundays (laughs) for several hours a day. But like it's all going to be worth it because otherwise like it's a lake of fire or it's like a reunion forever in heaven. So you have to like really convince people that the reunion in heaven forever is like super worth it (laughs) or hell is like very scary. (laughs) Sweet by and by. (laughs) I also like that line in Amazing Grace that it's like twas grace that taught my heart to feel. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that stuff I'm like, okay, I'm with God. I'm with God. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Taught my like, heart to feel. I actually don't. Th- I think I might be. I don't think that's the line. Hold on. Because I think. What was it? What What if it's twas grace that taught my heart to fear? It is. Is it? It is. And I remember looking that up and being like, <laughs> actually, Christianity is so fucked. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> like my interpretation it. of it was so was beautiful. So nice. And I'm like, no, but now you all live in. Sorry, I'm screaming. Te- no, you're fun. good. I'm like, now you all live in fear. <laughs> yeah. It's like, teach me how to feel. Oh, fear. Oh, okay. Exactly. Dude, exactly. Because I was like, oh, it's yeah. opening your heart up to God. But then I'm like, oh, no, you're supposed to be terrified. Yeah. Your interpretation was more of an evanescence flavor of wake me up inside. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Which is like, no, teach no, no. me how to feel. No, but it was more like. Uh, before I met Grace, and I get this because it's like you you encounter Grace in your life, right? Uh, somebody holds space for you. You do something wrong. You're forgiven, whatever. And mm-hmm. then your heart opens up and it, you experience sort of a broader range of what's possible in your interpersonal relationships and sort of in the in the world at large. Yeah. And so like that for me, that was like, oh, that's what that line means. And then I, I was wrong and I went back and it taught your heart to fear and I'm like that is actually such a twisted thing to say <laughs> but you know the next line after that was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved so it's both I think within that oh my song God. so it's like That's you crazy. don't actually have to be afraid of anything maybe it's talking about the fear of God 
Right. Because isn't that what it's, isn't it? Are you guys supposed to be? Not you guys. But are yeah, you like, like, there's like an old timey definition of fear of God where it's like almost like reverence and respect, not like literally like, like I'm scared of him. Yeah. Like more like awe. Yeah. Like yeah. the fear, like when you see the Grand Canyon or something, that it's more adjacent, yes, to awe. Some, like something bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you could fall into and die mm-hmm. if you don't. Yeah. But I don't know if You're it, like, in how Amazing Grace that's that fear or not. Because I don't know. That, I, I'm just going to keep singing my version. I thought I am too. Yeah. Joan Bass has a really good cover of it. Amazing Grace Ellery's version. Yeah. <laughs> so many of the songs on this album reminded me of like uh, a part in like a musical from the 70s where they meet a guy by the junkyard. He's like, well, let me tell you yes. something about how this world it works. It was sort of giving, yes. There's a lot of crazy ideas out there. <laughs> this one I kind of fucked with. I was like, okay. He'll take care of this? the rest. Oh, yeah. I was just looking at that. I like this one. Well, yeah. He's playing around. It's it's very explicitly honky-tonk. Very honky-tonk. Not it's a, validating. It's a little uh, Joseph's Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. what's the one? The Age of Aquarius? Is that You know that one? Hair? Hair. Yeah. And then God spells like Christian hair, basically. Like, you could totally, like, here, here's my thing. Let me tell the cast what they're supposed to believe. Now. It's so that is what it felt like. It also has the either. This one kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This one, this one goes off. I should have, yeah, I should have. I was too harsh. He's picking up. It has either the impeccable or unforgivable wordplay. He is divine and we are D branch. I mean, amazing. Oh, I also nice. love the idea that he takes care of the rest. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. I wish he would. (laughs) He hears your prayer of like, it's none of your business, but it's my business. And I'll take care of that Just take care of the rest. Hey, does the little guy look super scary right now on the couch? Uh, He's fine. (laughs) Super scary. (laughs) As we're rolling back just a little bit. He's so sweet. He's a sweet guy. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And then when, when I hear the praises, track four. Also, this reminded me, I keep thinking of things through this lens of like, like the end of the year banquet at high school, and it's all the pictures Where did you from high senior school? year. Oh, I see. <laughs> like choir together, <laughs> and someone comes to the front of the stage and takes the mic, and there's a little spotlight on them, and we're just going through our memories of what. You're writing happened. a movie for this guy. Oh yeah. Well, there's a. This was the most Elton John there. on the album. Mm-hmm. And I was also there's a little Queen in here too. Yeah. Or a big Queen. Uh, the band. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I take it to me bad. Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's about Keith Green. Nobody would know. But it's still directed by Brian Singer. Mm. <laughs> um, I think we got to talk about Satan's Boast. Yes. This is a, one of the rare songs where an artist will embody the devil himself. It's in the common song. that they embody God, where it's like, I'm your father, I love you, as a song <laughs> exercise. It's rare that it's like, I'm Satan, actually. I'm a and like you do, you're, normally when you bring Satan in, Satan goes off. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Satan's pretty fun. It's like, wait, is Satan cool as hell? This is making the opposite point that you meant. <laughs> Yes, I know we could like harp it on this, but even like the vocal effect they're doing on it, it sounds like an Elton thing they do. It. Oh, it's like definitely. a reverb or whatever. I don't know, doubling. Anyway, mm-hmm. I love it. Oh, have you heard that God is dead? I made that one up myself. <sighs> they dabble in magic spells. They get their fortune threads. So the sort of mm-hmm. vague, 
new age stuff and spirituality outside. Yeah, you know, it's all like so... Satan's sleight of hand. Mm-hmm, like, I do love. That was me. Did you hear God is dead? I made that one up myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a bar. I love that. That I goes love... so hard. Anytime uh, in fiction, people take world events and then dramatize them for like, actually, it was this thing that I care about most that was responsible for it. Like, like in that, did you see the Eternals, Caroline? Yeah. You remember when uh, the Brian Tyree Henry character was like, actually, Hiroshima was my fault. <laughs> and he goes to the rubble and he's like, that was my bad. Because I, I gave humans technology. I love that. I was, <laughs> But I'm also like, <laughs> so that one, we, have, we actually have names of people whose fault that was. Right. Like people have already, there's a whole three hour movie about whose fault that was. Well, it's just so, fa- it's such a, I think narcissistic is the wrong word, but it's such a self-centered like way to look at world events and yeah. things of like, actually it was about this. Or the funny version would be like in the other two when Wanda Sykes said, I created January 6th to distract <laughs> from your album being so bad when it came out. We needed something to like draw attention. No, that's attention. a good manager. Right? No, that's the manager that we need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it the album kind of vacillates between like funky little get downs like because of you. Uh, which is almost like disco, too. Well, this one is closer to Stand on the Word, mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not pop, but maybe it is disco. It's like, it's get out of your chair and dance music, you know? Sure. Yeah. Or dance in your chairs. We've been so wont to do on the show. <laughs> um, and definitely part of the thing he was talking about in that little clip where he's like, there's something different about this guy. But right. This is... We got to come up with like a shorthand name for this kind of narrative because this is so much of what evangelical Christianity propagates through these narratives is you're going to be so awesome by being a Christian, just like holistically, not like you're preaching the gospel all the time. But it's it's the quote, preach the gospel, use words when necessary. The Mother Teresa quote, I think, where it's like the idea is you are so amazing. Your vibe, your aura that you give off is so attractive to other people. Everyone's going to be like, Caroline, what's that thing? What's the, what makes you so special? Yeah. And then you get to say. It's like, not like other girls, but for yeah. Christians. And yes. then, but it's also like that. It's like, well, either people will be like really attracted to you. And I'll be like, what's your magic? Give me a piece of that. Or, or they'll make fun of you relentlessly <laughs> and like cast you out of the town. And either outcome is acceptable and a normal result of you being a normal Christian. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Yeah, it's like either I came to bring a sword or there's going to be like something a little bit different about yeah, this. Everyone's gonna I feel that way about being sober. Where it's like <laughs> yeah. sometimes people are like, wow, you look so healthy. Yeah. So they, they see something in you that they wish that they had. But they won't do it. But they won't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they're like, why? Or yeah, like, oh, exactly. I can't relate to you anymore. But what's interesting about, I think, like the being a Christian and, and people making fun of you or casting you out of town or whatever is mm-hmm. that then you get to be righteous and be like, well, they hated Jesus too. And so it reaffirms yeah. your belief that get you're a little martyr. Moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, I, which I think is very powerful. Well, it, it's weirdly by no accident, I think linked into some conspiracy theory thought pattern where it's like any information counter to the pre-existing like kind of calcified narrative gets folded into it where it's like, you're being mean by, uh, you know, whatever, uh, discriminate against queer That's people or women. Trying to, and then it's like we would. Christ said we would be despised yeah. and hated. Yeah, and this is what's happening. As if there's like no other 
explanation. Yeah, or like upsetting you- people is proof that it's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Definitely. I see that. Definitely. I see that. Or it's like, oh, uh, here's these 10 facts that say there's not like cow dung and vaccines. It's like, that's George Soros media. That's what they want. Of course, it's on the website. You know, it's like that uh-huh. in a lot of ways. That's yeah. so the the Venn diagram between like religious people and conspiracy theories. I it's I get why they overlap, but I still find it strange. How so? Because I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe you can't have both where you're like, because the, the Bible is not fact. And if you're willing to believe the Bible, then you, you might be willing to believe other things that aren't fact. But I'm like, there are so many good and interesting things about religion that I'm like, do we have to add in? Like, can't you just take the the highlights and leave the rest? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, we're trying, man. We're I trying. guess. The other thing is it's such a, it's such a business. You know what I mean? God's bankers. And like, then that is explained also by the amount of, of music and movies and media made for that population. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like, but the business is, has dwindled. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which makes them more, the more desperate. Yeah. Like so, it's not whatever amount of records. I think this sold like 300,000 albums back when it came out. But now, like, I don't know what the equivalent, does Daigle sell 300,000 albums? Does yeah, she sell them? You know, like some of the Christian music's biggest pop stars now. I don't think it's like as comparable. But that's also just, there's less money in everything now. There's too. less money in everything. Because people are buying music and media and art less, I guess. Go so, off on that. Listen, physical media is something <laughs> Caroline and I are equally passionate about. I, I think physical media is the way forward. I think people are going back to it. Listen, I got I got physical media in the house. Yeah, and, and indeed you do. I'm looking at a share album. Oh yeah. No, that was a gift from a listener, actually. <laughs> from a listener. Yeah, yeah. Wait, should we this love in my heart? No, we can't. We can't. Okay. We, can't, we, can't. we can't. It's February now. It's February. <laughs> We're deep into February at can't this bring point. That up. We can't do that. Any uh, any other songs, Caroline, that stuck out to you? I really do love You Put This Love in My Heart. It's just so fun. I also like um uh, it's just I don't know. It just makes me happy. What's different about this guy? <laughs> well, and then um, me tell your love broke through. There's like moments in that. It's kind of like a little sad, like melancholy song mm-hmm. or sounding melancholy. Oh yeah. But there's moments where it just like builds or like turns. It's just like oh, that's so nice. Go like to the middle of it, Kev. Sure. More more middle. <laughs> more mid. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like an ABBA song. I don't know, it's just nice. This, yeah, this moment. Uh, like, he, he eats your wound me. Well, melodically, I do think he has, like, a, obviously a significant amount of talent. Yeah. And so much of this reminds me of Carpenter stuff, too, from the mm-hmm. 1970s and, like, what so much of the radio was at that time but this yeah. was this was uh is this the oh it's the one of the most streamed songs on the album your love broke through oh. the the end of it i wrote down the end sounds like a 70s sitcom what's what does that sound like uh yeah <laughs> your love broke through was filmed before a live studio <laughs> it feels a little bit like that i like put the love in my heart a little bit better that's mm-hmm. like so fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a, like a dance bop. It is. Yeah. I, I can't wait to watch you dance Rock to this one. Day. 
when you when your TikTok pops off with dance videos, and <laughs> finally, this, this is the first one. <laughs> Old Man Rivers number two. <laughs> you do all the songs from Showboat. They like staccato way he's singing too. I just think it's mm-hmm. so fun. I, the thing I like about Keith is one, he brings like a lot of energy. He definitely has a point of view. You don't always have to like it. I understand. And so you can latch onto something at least. And he's like, he's just very dynamic and like interesting. And I feel like even just in the music and the arrangement, like there's a lot of effort put in and it's not like weird half-assed. I know it is a little bit of a knockoff, but like there was effort. It's dynamic. what I feel. Yeah. It's dynamic. I wish it was dynamic in a way that it was his own. Well, and they they talked about even making this album, the, the reputation he had before was like, if you go to one of his live shows, he goes off so hard. And he's like sweating and the crowd yeah. is like super worked up and stuff. And then when they try to record and they're like, we're not getting it. Like we're not. That's for what I mean. I think reason, so much of this music needs to be live. Mm-hmm. Well, and so what they did. God is a drug. After they. What's that? God is a drug. Well, he's getting, 100%. He's getting hyped up on the word, you know. Right. This is dope. What they ended up doing instead of like doing like the overdub thing of like, okay, we're going to record piano and bass. Then we'll put in drums and we're going to do this. Then they were like. Let's let him sing everything live at the same time oh. and have him sing vocals with the piano because cool. they were not doing that before. And that's so what got him. It was a little more antiseptic. So that's what kind of brought out the. Yeah. And he does little ad libs where he, he kind of see he talks his lyrics like that, you know, uh-huh. in certain parts. And and that's him just like moving with what the did he spirit. say the clip, the spirit that comes out of his mouth every time he opens it. Yeah. It's very much like. It is a persona and it is like kind of this old preacher thing that he's like pulling together too. Mm-hmm. And the fact like that he's only 28 years putting old. Putting out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like definitely, you, know, <laughs> you so haven't fun. earned that. Oh. oh, and when he puts this out, he's like, so this is 1977. So he's like 23 or two. Oh my God. He's, he's he, a baby. He's young. I'm sort of like a 23 year old cannot tell me about God. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, I'm like, the what age do you even you're know? Like, you're so. Sure. You're so zealous about like yeah. anything that you've like now discovered as your own, you That's know? That's so true. So you feel that. for And a, a lot of like Christian artists become enormous in their early 20s. Because, That's crazy. Like, it is when they're like, we got to get out there. We got to get this message out. You know, like people, I can't believe I just found out about this. Like people <laughs> must not know or else we would all be so enthusiastic. 23 year olds think that they invented everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they're so enthusiastic and like it's, you're officially departing from whatever your like childhood thinking was and stuff. And so. That's so interesting. It's exciting, you know, and you it feel that so from exciting. him. And you can give him a little, a slack too. Cause it's like, you were 23 and you thought you invented like Christianity. God. So like, <laughs> good for you, you know? And like, had he gotten older, I'm sure we would have gotten into like, I do kind of wish we had music, honestly, but or, yeah. or different. I don't know. I kind of yeah. do wish I had an, an album from him older. Mm-hmm. I wish I could like, I, I would have loved to know where the music went and what he turned yeah, into. Yeah. As experience like colored his. Yeah. Do you think dude, he would have exactly. like featured on Olivia Rodriguez? <laughs> no, what or... I mean is, is I feel like what I is missing from this album, even though it's good is I feel like there is a lack of, of a, uh, depth or color to it. So I'm like, maybe if he had, if he gotten older and he had a broader experience of things, yeah. then it would have infused in the music. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you've seen the some lows, you know? Yeah. So you're looking for more like a fuller spectrum or like, okay, where's the wisdom? Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. passion. There's the a real lot of challenge to your faith. Not yes. just like, oh, I'm, you know, having a bad day. Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, yeah. it's hard to wake up on a Sunday morning. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny because it, he does present so bright and ebullient and kind of flamboyant too in like Elton John and Jason Ways. And then I was watching this interview with him on, on the 700 Club and they were just 
asking him about like, oh, people get saved at your shows and blah, blah. And he was talking about his upbringing and how, you know, him and his, what his wife and his backgrounds were. And he's so intense. He's not like, yeah, it's kind of a funny. He's like, actually, it's, it's very like stone face. It kind of reminds you of the way, um, you know, like Fred Rogers would talk outside of the show where he's like, this is true. And it'd be like, whoa, okay. But like, just yeah. like a, a like laser sharp intensity. And of course the things he's talking about is like, all right, calm down. Where he's like, well, some people think they're Christians, but they're not. Hmm. And like, like really getting into, well, they, they got it from their parents and they think that's what faith is. But faith is like true lordship of your life and stuff. My and faith. Yeah. <laughs> and and you would think a guy who talks like that wouldn't be like, la da dee da dee da doo And like mm-hmm. the guy at the junkyard stomping on a piano. But that's how he found, he found that to be the most, whatever, effective vehicle for what uh-huh. he wanted to communicate or what he wanted to say. Interesting guy. In his stuff. He, Eller, you don't know this else, but he was like also forming like a compound at his home. See, that's sick. Where this like is, people could like, like yes. come and like live and whatever. And it was like, they had these kind of grander plans with it. Mm-hmm. There was like a lot, he had like a lot of land out there, which I'm like, could be dark. I'm not sure well, maybe. what's going on there. Maybe. But it was kind of like, we have an open home. If you need help, you know, you can come stay here kind of thing. That. I actually kind yeah. of really fuck with that. I'm sort of like, I see a version of myself that does communal living. You yes. know what I mean? Where I'm Absolutely. like, oh yeah. In my rabbit hole and just like looking up things about this album. So he did die in tragically in a plane crash in 1982. Uh, and I found a YouTube video where this guy's like, Keith Green crash, new info on the pilot. So someone's still investigating this. <laughs> Wait, brand, a brand new video? <laughs> 42 years ago or oh whatever. Oh my gosh. Uh, which is, you know, I think we're good. I think we're new okay. New information Don't fly on the pilot. private. I actually really agree with that. I really agree Ever. with that. Not Ever. that we all, I mean, we all get opportunities. Ever. We <laughs> all mean, get opportunities. all the time. <laughs> oh, man. Anything else, anything else to say about this album, about this man? Overall, I thought it was fun. We we really didn't talk about him in the same way that we did last time he came up on the show, Caroline. Maybe that's for the oh. best. <laughs> what did you say last time? Uh, it wasn't very respectful. It, it was. Well, it was. It was admirable. Um. I think in some ways it was the most respectful. <laughs> we... You know what else re- this reminds me of? Well, we were talking about how Keith, you know, and it was like, you know, his wife kept his legacy going or whatever. And she's probably because she misses a lot of his body, you know, and how awesome what the it was. Hell? We were speculating, but like in a kind way that they probably loved each other. Yeah, they had a lot of kids, you know. They had a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, I also feel like, isn't that, <laughs> isn't that, don't, don't religious people always have a lot of kids? Oh, you often. Oh, yeah. You look yeah. like Keith. Yeah. Um, sure, you're built like sure. him. You kind of can't help yourself. Um, but like, isn't that? There. I feel like there. I actually do. I think because when we watch the club, I'm like, that's a pervert. Like, there's a lot of sex freak energy in this. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, so for real. There's like, there's real like deviant sexual energy coming off of stuff like this. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> like low key. Like there's a no hum high of- key. <laughs> high key. We're like, that's like in that sermon or whatever, that clip, he's like basically making love to God with his word. He's like so yeah. like sultry oh, yeah. in it. And if you're like, I can see a woman being who is like, yeah, so attracted to that. Absolutely. Like, this is the legacy in. I feel like that crosses throughout history of CCM is the the sexualized nature, the because romantic they have nature. nothing else. And so it's like if this also it's like, okay, you don't drink, you don't party, you don't go have fun with your friends. Like you all you. Your church is your whole world. You you're supposed to love God. The person on stage is embodying God. Obviously, you want to have have sex with him. Mm-hmm. That's like the closest you can be to God. 
Yeah. It makes perfect sense. There's a lot of projection. There's a lot of like, who's that worship leader up there? Yeah. On the Sunday morning. That's why every pastor cheats on his wife. Every pastor? Wait, no. I know a pastor that didn't cheat on his wife. Honest. Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein, my mentor, the guy. Imagine if I still like texted with him to this day. Like, <laughs> I bet you $100 I, he's cheated on his wife. <laughs> Joel? Maybe. Definitely. Well, we'll take a poll for our listeners and, yeah. and see what's what. Yeah. Send in any rumors you guys might have heard. Do moi, but it's just for pastors. Just for pastors. Yeah. But isn't it like famously like pastors are kind of sluts, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like that is. It's happened a lot. It's happened a lot. Yeah. I think it's because it's the most uh, like. Kind of sluts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The pastor to slut pipeline. Yeah. I think it's because it's the most like egregious in the eyes of the public, like the court of public opinion thing. That's the thing that gets highlighted the most. Oh, but I see. They're also just like the most. They what, just have the most access flawed. to the community. They're just like a mess in general, you know, yeah. like they act like any other celebrity. Does. What's a celebrity? Exactly. Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. you have any sort of other like unfettered like access and unaccountability, are, yes. just like whatever. But and they, people, people are love to them. confer with you, oh, like sure. take extra sessions, counseling, one on one. Pretty much like any opportunity you have to like abuse your power, like you can as you a can. pastor. And people yeah. usually do. And the, yeah. well, often, yeah. Often. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Caroline and I are both pastors, which is why right. we're being so a we're little defensive right now. We're going to stand up for our right community of, <laughs> of sluts. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never cheated on my wife. Uh, all right, well, I think it's time to rate the album the way this works. Celery, we'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Thumbs up is a holy toast. That's when we send it all the way to heaven, and the angels say, <laughs> the angels say, there they are. The angels got a little They're shy like, that time. Oh, oh, They're it's like, up. we're on. Is it us? Oh, fuck. <laughs> we missed our cue. <laughs> Holy Roast is a thumbs down. We send it to hell where the angels say, no, 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 no. Or if it's like, not quite this, not quite that, it's in purgatory. We say that and we call it the space between. Caroline, we'll start with you. Um, It's a toast for me. I, it's yeah. It's the toast for me. It is the toast for me. Keith is like, he's a weird guy and there's a lot that I'm like, maybe not the best, but I also find him really compelling and special and unusual in the like a crop of artists that we discuss all the time. And I really do just like his music probably because I do like Elton John a lot. So it's going to be a toast. It's going to be a toast. We turn to Ellery. Um, I think it strikes in the middle, but I have no problem sending it to heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're like for me, I don't We think, don't want to pressure you and think, abuse I don't our think power. He's, I don't think he's barred from the Holy Land, but uh-huh. I do feel... I don't know. It just didn't hit. Like, I don't think that this is an album I will revisit. Right. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to find an album that you would revisit. And I bet that they exist. I love I a lot do. of religious music. Yeah. Like those songs I listed. I listen to those like at least every week. I'm going to, I'm going to like be annoying and start sending you songs. Please. Now and be like, what about this? I think that there are, there's, there are two songs from here that I'm like, okay, I would listen to those again. Put this love in my heart. Yes. And then what was the other really fun? Oh, uh, he'll take yeah, care yeah. of the rest. He'll take care of the rest. I think those are the two I would I would visit again. Oh sure, but um, the rest of it's just it just sort of missed me. I felt like it lacked a little bite. I get that. Fair. Keith Green lacking a little bite. No says tea. Ellery you know Smith. what I mean? No tea. No, 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 no. no. no We're teeth. just here to no be. Teeth. No tea. Oh, it is tea. <laughs> I, I thought you said no tea. <laughs> no tea. No tea. No shade. Like, is that the new no cap? <laughs> Did I miss one? You're so willing to just go along. 
And yeah, he was no. Like, oh, yeah, mishearing no somebody tea. and assuming it's slang, <laughs> just because you're so out of the loop. Out of politeness, yeah, I'll just be like, uh huh. We all say that. Uh, <laughs> there's one. What I just wanted to highlight one little special moment for me, which is played with our children. What's the lyric I was looking for? Uh, the way he sings Little Boys, I just want to highlight. I want us all to think about this for the rest of the week. So for that alone, holy toast. Whoa. <laughs> there you go. Prophets don't grow up from little boys. But why not? I think he was saying rhetorically, yeah, they don't grow up from little boys, do they? And he's like, they do. Oh. And I'm a prophet. Or does, does and he I mean was like, boy. grow up? No prophets are. Like he's saying all prophets are in a state of arrested development. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's. I think he's saying like, but we all know prophets don't grow up from little boys, right, guys? And he's saying, obviously, they do. Right. Like and I was once that. a little boy, and now I'm a fucking prophet. Oh, interesting. I think Man. that's what he was saying. That's why I took it to me. Well, I guess we can't ask him. Well, we can pray. We could. Do, we we could can do. always pray. Caroline, second what service, Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keith Green. What were you saying, Ellery? Um, what does kids do? Are any of his kids in music? Uh, I hope they're listeners of the podcast. I don't, To my knowledge, none of them are in music. <laughs> uh, but maybe some of them are in podcasting. I don't know. I don't know either. But enough about that. <laughs> Is that a good transition? And, yeah. And who cares? Enough about that. <laughs> All right, Ellery, we're dimming the lights in here. We're lighting the candles. This is true, like Hillsong mosaic energy. We're creating the space and we're turning it into a more worshipful time on other shows, Ellery, and other podcasts you might do. You might go on there, you might promote your own little projects or plug what you're doing tell people where they can find you on social media we don't do that those are the games of the world we lift those things up to the lord right so we lift up our social media handles and what we're working on and where people can find us etc and maybe something that you want to lift up in secular culture the last great thing you watched that you saw that you read that you listened to etc and we'll start with caroline per usual um i you can lift me up to God at Caroline Sparts um, <laughs> on Instagram, even TikTok even. Um, I'm going to lift up a TikTok account I've been really enjoying. Um, it's this guy. He goes by Moles Are Cool. M-O-L-E-S-R-C-O-O-L. Uh, but the thing I like about him a lot, he's kind of like um, pro public transit, you know, anti-car dependency or whatever, but he keeps a running account about the Tesla Cybertruck and how bad it is and how hilariously bad it is. And I really enjoyed every time. Like the other day, he shared that you can't even get the, the Cybertruck dirty, like bugs and stuff. You have to wash it immediately or it will rust because it's stainless steel and Elon didn't want to put a clear coat on it, which is like standard for most cars. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like... So and cool. I saw my first Cybertruck last night as I was driving through downtown when LA. When they came home. Yeah. <laughs> he said, honey, I did it. Um, pull the trigger. <laughs> We're going to need this for a little Elmo Ely on the way. He'll keep safe. Um, I'm a huge Cybertruck hater now. <laughs> um, so thanks to this account. So I'd say check it out. And he does just a lot of interesting stuff about like big, dumb, oversized trucks. And, wow. Um, anyway, check it out. 
Check it out. Those we'll turn cool. it to Ellery. Ellery is what I almost called it. Ellery. And that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. That is the Southern pronunciation. Ellery. <laughs> um, I want to lift up my Instagram account. You can find me at Ellery underscore Smith. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. What have I been? I feel like I've been sort of in a content hole, not, not watching or listening or reading anything. Um, I know I've just been so zoning busy. out just sort of truly like dissociating staring at my wall she's been, no because she's been in this fruitful creative period it's flowing out of you're her you're creating yeah. yeah and by creating I mean working a job I hate uh, let me think let me think creating uh, shareholder value and the most important thing any of us can create for it our is. creator thank you truly thank you everyone for contributing truly 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 Um, anytime we do this podcast we're creating value for God the ultimate shareholder the ultimate shareholder. Head that of the board. would be such a good name for Aww. him. That's the perfect name for him. The ultimate shareholder. The ultimate shareholder. <laughs> I say Sonny was the ultimate shareholder. Some do say Sonny was the ultimate shareholder. I have been listening to um uh I've been listening to a, a fellow comedian's podcast. I thought you were gonna look at your phone and say I've been listening to music. Well, <laughs> I was gonna look at my phone and listen and listen to my to see what podcast I've been listening to lately, because that's sort of all I do right now. But I have a podcast in mind. It's called the Bedtime Podcast. It's Noah Findling and Sydney Steinbro, and they're oh yeah, husband and wife. And and I've been listening to podcasts, and it has changed the nature of our friendship because now I yeah. feel like I know too much about them. It's very intimate, and sometimes when they bicker, I'm like, oh my god, that's mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, that's but real. it's good. It's a really good. I listen. like their podcast. It's so fun. Yeah. I listen to it every week. Mm-hmm. Every time it comes out, they record it in bed together, and Aww. they'll put out like video clips of them just like sitting up in bed with their microphones. <laughs> cute. It's very cute. Uh, well, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. Peloton, OnlyFans, Letterboxd. What's going on in your OnlyFans lately? Uh, Are you creating value for those little shareholders? Here, I'll give you a preview of what's going on. Those 20 cents cents a month. Gotta go somewhere. (laughs) Tumbleweed goes by. (laughs) Uh, I'll lift up. You know what I saw for the first time the other night? I saw Dream Girls. So good. Which one did you see? The 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 Jennifer Hudson? Yeah. Beyonce one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what the... I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is amazing. Welcome. So I'm good. so glad you've seen it. Music is amazing. It is amazing. Is amazing. <laughs> that movie's great. That Isn't it funny also to see Beyonce not be the star of the show, like, at all? When they're like, you can't sing as well as her. And Beyonce's like, fair. That's fair. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is... But even just, like, as an actor or, like, one of the leads of the movie, she's just, like, dim compared. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of Goldmember. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I love Dream Girls. Dream Girls. Go watch your Dream Girls, guys. I'm only 18 years late to the party. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere at patreon.com slash goodchristianfun for more good Christian fun and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Why don't you? Ellery, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ellery. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having a therapy dog with you. I feel like this has been so... He's been so zen Dude, and blessed this whole time. So yeah. He loves you. That's his blessing. And, <laughs> and when his eyes are closed, to be clear, he's praying for you. He's praying for your good. He's praying that you have a good day. That uh, things go well for you this week. That's what I have. I'm totally good with everybody praying. But when somebody's like, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, you don't know what to ask for. I'm like, let me give you some specifics. If you're going to like, where are you going to put that out there? No, literally. I'm like, what if you ask for something I don't want? What if you Wild pray out. I get a job? You know what I mean? I'm like, that's don't put that on me. That's why Dexter prays for generally good vibes. Because it's like, oh, it's, I think it's good Whatever enough. Whatever she wants. Yeah. <laughs> Is what I want. I pray for her to get everything she might want or need. There you go. That's a good prayer. (laughs) And there's nothing left to say except for, okay, okay, I I love love you, Emma. Emma. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Now watch this drive.
What the hell is that from? I don't know. It's from Luke 14, <laughs> verse 2. The prophet Emma <laughs> in the Bible is referred to as such. All right, we'll see you next week on the podcast. Goodbye. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.